Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. And welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here, your host for this fine Tuesday evening. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We really appreciate it. This is kind of our, let's wrap up a little bit of all the fun stuff that happened at the Tennessee Knockout this past weekend, and then let's start talking a little bit about Endurocross, because our 2016 Endurocross season is about to kick off. For those of you who do not know, this is Sea Time. This is the online show for the off-road enthusiasts where we beer drink and bench race our way through all the off-road news that we can handle to talk about in at least around about one hour. We'll see how it works out. But what's going to be fun is on these Tuesday evenings, we have fine sponsors that, that we would love to thank for what they support us for doing. Of course, one of those guys would be Fly Racing. You can find out more about them at flyracing.com. They did come out with their new 2017 gear. It's pretty damn fantastic. I looked awesome in that kinetic mesh. I do say so myself even though I didn't finish. We'll get into that. And then, of course, Kinda Tire with their new Ibex tire. I know Kyle Redmond had fun running that bad boy this past weekend, and he's looking forward to running it at the Endurocross. Definitely check out any of your dealers that carry SRT Off-Road. It's a place that you'll be able to get the new Kinda Ibex tire if you're looking for something for your wet, nasty, and gnarly terrain. And then, of course, SRT Off-Road. You can find out more about those guys at SRT Off-Road. It's great because a lot of our local dealers around here carry them, and we much appreciate that because protection for the bike, bitching tires. It's pretty much the way you want to roll with it. So before you fall asleep in your crib, Mr. Kyle Redman, we have to ask, how is your evening going? Uh, it's going pretty good. I don't know if my connection is working too good right now. That's okay. But, uh, if it does turn to shit, we're just going to go to audio only because you're sexy no matter what we get. Even just listening to you talk makes me feel all euphoric. I can go tell everybody to stop using the internet. Maybe they're just like streaming stuff right now. <laughs> they're like on YouTube kids, just like, oh my God, we have to watch yeah, the bubblegum shrimp. They're watching cartoons. So. I understand. I have kids, and that is all they do. It's, it's fun to watch and see how it goes down. Well, I can tell that you're getting your dream on right now, and it's very impressive that you've de decorated your room so manly. And I say, one, I think you've done a great job doing it. But, dude. Third place this past weekend, um, I have to say congratulations because that's awesome that you podiumed at the Tennessee Knockout. We've consistently seen you throughout the years kind of you know, progress through the ranks, um, but I, I think that now that you're on the beta team, we've seen that, that consistency jump up even that much uh, faster, which is awesome to see. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I could ask you all very minute questions about this weekend, which I definitely plan on doing, but to give us just a, a high-level recap... How do you think the Tennessee knockout went for you? Um, well, first, I don't know. This video is frozen, but can you still hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Go for it. All right. You can't? Let me, can I go, let me go tell them to turn off the TV. I think they're watching I can hear Netflix. you. I don't know why Steven can't hear you. That's his own technical difficulty. Woohoo, that sounds fun. Other issues. Hang on, let me. I don't think he can get it up. <laughs> hey, can you like, Elena, can you turn off the TV? Because the connection's bad. Please. And the, don't use your phones just for a second. All right, guys, sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah, we love you. That's okay. Can you hear me okay, right. Steven, now? <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, and so we can hear you cool. So even though we can't get the sexiness that is the Kyle Redman, we can at least hear you. And that way, we're, we're, we're okay with that. Oh, hey, there I am. Yeah. All right, yeah, so um, 
yeah, the race went pretty well. You know, it was uh, better than I've ever done there. So I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, still got smoked pretty good by, you know, a couple guys. So can't be too happy with how I rode, but uh, it was good enough for third. Yeah, so. uh, good enough for third. I don't. Yeah, I, that is not how I would have put it. But because uh, I think that's fantastic, like good enough for third. It's like hell yeah, I got third. Like that's it was. I was so stoked to come around the corner and see you there in third place with those guys. Um, because it was Cody Webb who got second at Erzberg this past year. Then Wade Young in second, um, who was definitely in the top ten at Erzberg. And then of course Kyle Redman. I, mean, I was like heck yeah, you're one of those guys that you're so quiet. Your demeanor is is so calm. Um, I don't think that a lot of people. I hate to say this kind of notice you sometimes like in the sense of like if you're not on the bike and so the fact that you have such a calm demeanor and you're not somebody who's totally outspoken that for you to be able to perform on the bike like that to kind of get yourself and your name out in front of more people I think is absolutely fantastic um the rain this year was hadn't played a part in a while the last time we saw a lot of rain at the Tennessee knockout was 2014 to two years ago did that play a big part for you in your race, racing at the Tennessee Knockout, and then and talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I've been around for a while in the extreme aspect of it, and I've pretty much podiumed all the races in America the last few years, except for TKO. So I think that race, to me, the mud is kind of like my nemesis in a way because I do live to ride it that often so you know it usually rains every time we go there so this year i just felt like i was you know a little more prepared and i think it rained a little bit more than it ever has so i think it kind of helped me out in a way of like i kind of just muscled my way to the finish you know yeah um before we go too far apparently you have some antelope valley off-road supporters in the house in the chat room tonight so they just wanted to let you know is that is that close to where you live or where you're from yeah that's where i'm from i live just outside like 10 minutes away from there so nice uh, i'm a local local av boy (laughs) (laughs) i like it man well it seems uh is it weird to you that we haven't had much of a 2016 yet you know you guys have had a couple races you've done some of the hair scrambles and things like that on the west coast as kind of yeah. like to kind of like get the, the year going but how has the year for 2016 so far felt for you leading up to kind of like us getting ready to start you know enduro cross um you know for me uh i've done probably like 10 races you know there's there's plenty of stuff to stay busy it's just they're not really out there as far as like you know the coverage goes most of them they're kind of smaller and you know it's it's actually been really fun you know get, get to hang out with some some friends and some other riders that are good friends and we get to travel around and you know we just got back from montana and uh idaho like a month ago that was a really fun week-long trip just a bunch of guys riding dirt bikes and you know we're we're up at the uh, gold creek lodge for for like four days just riding and hanging out at the lake so those kinds of things are fun, you know. We get out of the heat down here and get to travel up to the northwest. But uh, yeah, like as far as like you know, sponsors, they want to see us race in the big series and the big races. So kind of sucks for that, you know. It's late in the year and kind of haven't done anything that we can like, you know, 
talked to these sponsors about yet. So yeah, and, and that's one of the things I think. Like what to your point, like some of the the, the, the bigger series and some of the events that you're going to compete in that potentially gain more coverage. Um, you know, you guys haven't been in those too often. Now you did go compete at Erzberg this past year. Um, and you have done that before, but this is your first time doing it for beta. Uh, how was that experience? We didn't get a chance to talk to you after you, you know, went over to Austria to compete at Erzberg. Um, you know, my experience over there was, it was okay. Uh, I've done, you know, I've done it so many times and things just can go wrong so fast. And yeah, you know, it's the most stacked field you're ever going to find, I think. Right. So you got to be on top of your game and everything has to go right. And, uh, yeah, you know, this just went wrong for me. So I wasn't really, I know you wanted me to talk about it and I just kind of ignored you. So sorry about that. <laughs> You're <laughs> I was like, kinda, I was, I'm not going to text him back. Friends text, kinda, bro. Friends text. I was kind of, <laughs> I was kind of mad about it. You know, it just oh, really yeah. went bad. I trained, I trained really hard for it, you know, and it just, yeah, a lot of time and, it all went downhill on the start. You know, I just, I was in like 45th or something. So it sucked. Yeah. And is that, talking to Hunter Newworth and a couple other guys that have done Erzberg before, it really is it, uh, about the prologue. So then you can kind of get yourself on the first and potentially second row. And for being 45th, 48th, something like that, did that put you in the second row or third row for the start? Well, I was on the front row, but... Okay, so it's the, the first front... 50 in the front row then. Yeah, but what I mean by that is uh, the first hill climbs, I didn't make two of them, so I was way back on the start. I, okay. I ended up running into the back of a rider that didn't make the hill, and then I was going up another hill, and some rider just veered right, and I just T-boned him and crashed right into him, had to turn around. Like It just was my, you know, my position off the start line. You know, I was on the front row, but it just... There was a lot going on. You know? Yeah, and now did I get it wrong, or is that right that you that this was this your first time doing Erzberg, or had you done it before? Uh, no, I've been there. Okay. I've been there so many. I've been there like five times. So okay. you know, but I hadn't I hadn't really been there in a few years, and the race has just gone so much further as far as difficulty goes from the last time I had a real effort there. You know, it's it was a uh, pretty eye opening, and yeah. It was it was intense. The race was hard. It was it was a tough day. I don't think that any yeah that's and that's what's so interesting is you know we watch this stuff on TV. Retards like myself get on the internet and comment on some of the videos that are out there because that's always fun. But I think like once you do these kinds of events, like in in this case, I go talk about the Tennessee Knockout because that's the only extreme event that I've done. It just gives such a different perspective. Um, about how gnarly these things are and then that's what's even better about the TKO I wish that I could enjoy Erzberg in that regard is I get to go do the amateur stuff on Saturday which is hard and then I go watch you guys ride something completely gnarlier on Sunday and you guys have trouble and I'm like oh my god like that's it's it's so interesting to see it be put into perspective like that to watch you guys struggle Um, but then at the same time conquer at the same time, like um, all those kinds of things. Um, so, yeah, well, yeah. I, I think what you did in Erzberg is amazing, and I know that you want to go back and you want to do better. So I believe it was 23rd that you got overall, and it looked like you had made it to double fault. And is that a situation where, as you mentioned, like it was tough from the very beginning, obviously. Um, yeah. But is it just you, do you time out at a certain spot, and that was where you made it to the double fault checkpoint, and then that was kind of where they said, okay, you're done? 
yeah, so if you, like, the race is four hours, and that's all you get, and that's as far as I made it in four hours. Okay. So. And, if, you know, in the past, when I when I had gotten fifth overall, like, I don't know when it was. It was, like, 2009 or something. Like, my whole race was an hour and 35 minutes. So that gives you an idea of how much harder it's gotten. Like, I was, you know, and a lot of that was, yeah, I was in the back, and I was waiting in a lot of lines, and I was stuck and whatnot, but the, the course was, was pretty damn hard. So, I, uh, yeah, I want, you know. I always want to do better. Always want to get better, and I would like to go back. I just, I just don't think it's going to happen for me. Probably, again, yeah. I'm, you know, it is more, yeah. more just focused on enduro cross. So yeah, no, and that makes sense. I understand that, and it was awesome for Beta to help you guys out and to get you guys there. And it'd be fantastic if it happens again. But we, uh, yeah, that's probably not something you can count on. Not because of your poor results. I just think that it's one of those situations where. And I say poor result, like fucking 23rd overall at Romaniax is horrible because that's way better than I think a lot of people would expect to do that. Yeah. Well, but, you know, it's not, it's a big, you know, it's a huge expense going over there. You know, Beta Beta hooked us up and, and, you know, they did everything for us to go there. So, you know, we're really, really happy and I wanted to do, do it for them and do good, but it just didn't happen. So, you know, I, on the other hand, it, like, it's, it's bad to do that and like waste everybody's time and money, you know. Nobody yeah. cares if you're in 23rd, honestly. Like, that's pretty bad. Like, I texted you, no. Kyle. I care. Yeah, so, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, it's okay. I mean, man. I've been there. I've done it. I've been top 10 three times, I yep. think. So, I'm good. Well, this, I've experienced uh, it. The I loved seeing on Instagram. You told, talked a little bit about it, the Montana trip that you took with uh, was it, uh, Corey and all that and staying in the Gold Creek Lodge. Um, I loved the Instagram post where you were trying to ride in the snow on the side of the mountain and just totally ate it and were laying there and just laughing oh, yeah. and giggling. That, that is right there, excuse me, proves that you're somebody that I would want to ride dirt bikes with for fun because that's it. You have fun. You smile, you giggle, you fall, and you like learn from it and you goof off. And I think that that's the best way to, to go play ride. I think there's too many people that take it a little too serious sometimes, and you don't see enough of that you know, in their Instagram feed is, you know, being human and, and giggling about it. Yeah. No, I know that I noticed that and I, I always like to put you know Are you still there? Yeah, here. Oh, yeah. No, I I like to put fails on there as well because I think it's funny. And like, you know, you see cool videos all the time, but I guarantee a lot of people tried it like twenty times before they did it. So Oh yeah. Did you see uh <laughs> I know Steven said he was pulling it up. We'll play it here in a little bit while when we get Will pressing on because he's gonna want to laugh and giggle about it. But did you see the video we posted of me Sunday night going over the handlebars from my amateur Saturday at the TKO? Mm-hmm. I don't think I saw it. Oh buddy, it's fantastic. It was just on one of the stupid little slippery rocky downhills and the guy in front of me about 20 feet he goes he his front tire wipes out and he goes over otb and then i think i just like locked up because i was like oh god i don't want to do that so what happens i grab too much front brake and slip out and just go just gnarly somersault over the bars and i pop up and yell yell at him i'm like ooh, it was uh yeah. it was stupid that's cool but it was fun yeah uh, i'm not afraid of posting that stuff because it's funny and we all do it, it and it's just great to have it out there uh-huh. right yeah, that's what dirt bike riding really is. You fall a lot. So <laughs> this is know. so true. Um, toughest part about the Tennessee knockout this past weekend for you? Uh, the toughest part. Uh, I don't know. I think just my past there really was like I was 
I've done so bad there. I don't know if you know that. Like, I've really done bad at that race. Like, right. I've never actually had a good finish. And I've done it so many times. And it's like the it was like the last race on my list of, like, American Extreme Enduros. I was like, why haven't I done good here? So, like, going into the final, I was, like, kind of worried. And, like, like I know that I, I knew I could be on the podium. I was like, man, I have to, I have to make it faster right now, you know? So, like, when I was in that position... Like the last couple laps, I really screwed up because I was like, I don't know, I just stopped riding. I lost a lot of time there. Like, I started just making huge, like mental mental errors. I think. Right. So, you know, racing is a mental sport, and it's just like kind of, yeah, that that race has just been one disappointment after another for me. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm so, I'm so happy to have gotten third. Like honestly, like the way I rode in the last two laps, I I don't. I don't know. It was, it was terrible. Well, but w- what do you think what, what it was about race, racing the Tennessee knockout in the past and be different about this year? Because obviously your consistency, the entire event, I feel, was better. Um, you know, you finished better in the hot laps. You finished better in, your t- in the knockouts. And then obviously finishing better in the main where you got third and on the podium. Um, you know, I think that that goes to show that your riding consistently it has elevated. Um, and that you say you yeah. know, racing is a mental sport. I would totally agree. I think that there is such a, a mental block we can give ourselves sometimes. And you've been able to ride past that. You've been able to lift that or any of that kind of stuff. So what do you think it was that kind of felt different or made you, you know, quote unquote, ride that much better? Well, you know, I think, you know, luck. Like, you know, I've had a lot of bad luck there. Yeah. It hasn't always been, you know, it wasn't really my riding in the past. It was like, one year my bike caught on fire another year i you know i I washed the front end out while running second in the final with only a couple laps to go and i broke my clutch perch off like you know it was just it was one of those races where i just had had bad luck you know and i think it's the terrain is so slippery that you can make mistakes so much faster and so much easier than you know riding around here riding in the in the nice (laughs) nice dry dirt the nice dry (laughs) desert (laughs) So like you know you can get ahead of yourself and push too hard and i think i've done that in, in the past as well so i just tried to like be smoother and yeah not not fall down i, I, I ran handguards like full wrap rounds i was like i'm not breaking the lever <laughs> yeah yeah and that bit so. that bit wade young he did the exact same thing um he yeah. was he was it looked like now. Granted, I, I didn't get a chance to see the exact times, but I did see the race that was happening, and it did look like he was ever so slightly gaining on Cody. And he was what three, four laps in um, to the to the to the main, and you just heard it. I was standing at the waterfall, and he had come out of the waterfall and was heading back in towards the bridge, um, you know, across the road up there at the top of the hill, and you just heard thwack, and you're and everybody whoa, and apparently that's when he broke his clutch perch off of his bike so he had to go back to the pit they fixed that really quick and he came back in um obviously they did that fast and he somehow rode his ass off but to your point yeah i mean that kind of bad luck is is strangely part of this sport in this um and you see like what happened to ken roxon you know at the beginning of the year in the motocross where his fucking the the front fork like you know there's whatever parts came off the seal that busted and he didn't have a front a front suspension a front fork um so it's, it's bad luck can happen, right? And it just it just seems to be that uh, it can happen a little bit worse on some of this extreme stuff because those weird spots where you drop a bike, um, a rock can easily just get into a spot and just make it all kinds of nasty and gnarly. Yeah. 
also I think you know the new, the new team I'm on it's just we're so much more prepared and the bike the bike's just awesome and we have the right parts and you know in the past I've pretty much been a privateer and prep my bike myself you know almost every time so yeah some stuff goes wrong when you do that and you're just you know we got so much other things going on you got to drive there I, you know I got to fly there <laughs> it's just it was way better you know the, the beta the beta team drove everything out and took care of me so okay tell, tell me about that great. again how amazing is it for someone like yourself to have been as steve mathis calls it privateer allen for so long to have flown in to the tko well you know it's i you know, i feel like I, I have earned it in a way like, yeah I, i'm <laughs> I've, not gonna say I've you haven't there. yeah i feel like you have not a i don't miss the driving that's for sure right yeah i did i i mean i i i I missed the driving like and by saying that i mean not because holy crap so dad and i left i think 6 p.m um from tk from the from the trials training center and got ourselves to the front door of my house at 8 30 um a.m yeah unloaded the rv well my crap from the rv really quick threw it inside the house i took a shower uh changed clothes and then i left and went to work and was at by work at eight o'clock so it was like that stuff sucks you know like so first and that sucks on my level like being the amateur retard that i am right you know like i can only imagine being the professional rider that you guys are that you guys need and then have to go either a train or b ride or c sometimes even have to go to a full-time job to then you know fund this yeah that's got to be absolutely insane yeah, I mean, I think everybody goes through it, though. I think it's part of the, the sport. You got to, you know, Kurt, you know, Caselli used to always tell me you got to pay your dues in this sport and, and make it through that, that period, you know, of being a privateer. And you don't just come onto the scene just with a factory ride. Nobody does. So that's just yeah. how it is. Everybody needs to needs to know that, you know, all the, all the kids that are doing it right now, it's just stick with it long enough and things will happen you know absolutely no that's you're right man that's absolutely true um looking forward to enduro cross this weekend um how excited are you for the season to finally kick off yeah i'm really excited you know i've been working working on that a lot riding a lot with uh with colton we've been you know and jeff aaron as well so it's been fun we've been training pretty pretty good so I'm, I'm really excited he's riding really good and you know so is jeff and we've been having fun so that's the way it goes next weekend yeah. having fun man absolutely so we haven't been to atlanta since 2014 um mm-hmm. and so it's it, it's tough do you guys notice do the tracks seem to stay the same for you know arenas that you guys hit consistently on a yearly basis uh, you know, they, they all have their, the, the dirt, you know, the dirt I remember in Atlanta was really slick. So, you know, there's little things that are similar, you know, the dirt's the same. Some of the logs are the same, the rocks, they usually don't change the rocks out. So, you know, like Idaho has like weird rocks or like lava rocks or something. So, you know, there's certain, there's certain things, certain things that you remember, like Vegas is really deserty dirt, you know, like strange i think it came from out there probably so you know there's little things you remember but uh 
in Atlanta, I just I just remember it was really slippery, and the matrix was made of normal logs, not telephone poles, which made it really hard. So. Oh, that's a solid point. So we were there because we were doing the webcast back in 2014, and I remember you yeah. guys having a lot of issues during practice and during some yeah. of the, the daytime stuff and, and actually adjusting the matrix. But one of the comments that I didn't notice now that you actually bring that up is that it was traditional logs and not a telephone pole. And so because of that, the logs could have some moisture still in them, allowing them to be way slicker than telephone poles to a degree, yeah. right? I mean, that's the idea. Yeah, yeah. The, the telephone poles are a little bit grippy when they're wet. You know, they're not grippy, but they're compared to bark ripped off of a tree <laughs> it's yeah. like ice so yeah because at that point i mean there's still sap there's still water in the tree and all that kinds of stuff and it's just coming to the surface and so you guys are just slicking off of that it's not like it's been some some uh you know kilned um piece of piece of lumber so yeah interesting that's uh, yeah i would have never even known on that well uh besides enduro cross which is going to be crazy for you guys we're going to talk a little bit about enduro cross coming up with will Preston here in a bit but i mean you guys have like three weeks on a break one two uh, two weeks on a break and then one two two weeks on and then a, i mean it's it's pretty intense for you guys to have this in the back half of the season but it's probably better for everyone in the long run that it's condensed right that you're not stretching it from january to december to have a series and that it's a little bit more in the back half um there's no supercross yeah. in the way there's no motocross in the way you guys can kind of have all this area and time to yourself people are just training in in the quote unquote other parts of the industry so but as a racer and as a rider um any any thoughts about the schedule for the 2016 year uh you know it, it doesn't really I think it's going to be good. I think that usually, you know, breaks just kind of make you get a little stale or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think like one, one weekend after another is going to like, you're just going to be in that race mode and it's going to, going to be, uh, make it easier in a way, you know? Right. So, and then it's, it's quick, you know, it's quick. So it's kind of at the same time, it's a little scary because, you know, if something happens, you get, you hurt something, then, you're missing a lot of races so i had that happen two years ago where I, there was like three weekends in a row and i got a concussion in the first one and i missed like three rounds you yep. know whereas in the past it would have been like oh, i got a month until the next round <laughs> so i'll be fine you know but I, I, that wasn't the case and i i was really bad in points hmm yeah, so there's it, it, it's interesting to hear everybody's perspective on it. And, and I think in the long run, this is probably for the better because it keeps everybody, to your point, it keeps all the racers kind of fresh. It keeps you guys focused, ready to grow. Nobody gets a chance to get too stale. And I think it kind of stays the same way with the fans. You know, we get a chance to kind of to zone in during a certain amount of time frame on the series opposed to try to go, mm-hmm. wait, wait, when was the next event? Oh, it's in like a month or two? And then we forgot about it and then we might yeah. catch the one after that because something reminded us. So I think this will be, this will be good for everybody. It's just weird. It's, you know what I mean? It was just like, Oh my God, what are they doing? But you know, the more we get a chance to think about it and really kind of pay attention, it's probably going to be better for everybody involved, fans, racers, and promoters and a lot of fun. So, well, dude, before we let you go, I know you got to get back to your family and all the stuff that's going on in your, in your life besides just moto. Um, any other things that maybe you wanted to talk about that we didn't get a chance to ask about or just didn't think of or anything like that? Uh, I don't know. Are, are you not wearing shoes? 
Am I not wearing shoes? I'm not wearing shoes. How did Can everybody see what I'm seeing right now? No. No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, gu- I guess Kyle's lucky that I have pants on, huh? Oh, <laughs> well, that's hilarious. No one's ever even asked about that before. But yeah, typically, like, uh, some of the times I'll, I'll have, like, just short, you know, just like, I'll have, like, uh, gym shorts on, you know, but nobody ever notices that, right? Because I kind of, like, oh. we kind of cut it off, like, uh, like, right at the laptop here. And so, uh, yeah, so I typically shoes, no, but that's funny. I do, are you not wearing shoes? I am not wearing shoes, Kyle Redmond. All right, well, I guess, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all. that's all. I just wanted to ask that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Well, man, we really appreciate you. You being you, I love. I love your uh, your calm demeanor and the fact that you're just uh, you're just a badass dirt bike rider who's having a great time making a living right now riding dirt bikes. And I'm so so uh, happy that you've had so much fun doing it. And the success is just continuing to go. So go into Atlanta, you know, headstrong, confident as shit, and uh, just have a ton of fun riding your motorcycle. What do you think? Yeah, that's that's the plan. Just try to try to do do good. You know. Make it happen. We'll win it, man. And just remember, yeah. when you're on the podium, you just tell everybody to enjoy a pint full of awesome, okay? Okay. <laughs> and, and you can thank your sponsors, Alrighty. too. It's fine. Yeah, after the pint full of awesome, right? Actually, yeah, that, that's always first. We, we just ask that you just give <laughs> us first disclaimer. All righty, guys. We'll have fun. Awesome, dude. Thanks again, and we'll chat with you soon. All right. See you. Bye. Peace. Awesome. Well, we're going to get uh, Mr. Will Presson here on the show. And uh, Stephen, while we're setting that up, you want to just play the video of me, of me eating, the, eating the poops? Tell me when it's playing. Because right now I'm just shooting. I'm just shooting. So what did everybody think about my amazing over the bars scenario that I had? I think it was pretty awesome. I tried not to do that, but unfortunately I did it anyway. Mr. Will, we can see that you've got you on the show. Did you get a chance to watch the video of me going over the handlebars? I did see it, yes. Was it, uh, what did you think? Well, the funny thing was, in the exact same spot, I was coming down that hill, and uh, the, a kid that had actually passed me earlier, a 15-year-old that was racing the first race. Was his last name Tool? It was. He was, his bike was on top of him there. Oh. So I, I, I stopped, propped my bike on a tree, and pulled his bike off of him. He was very appreciative. And then uh, he continued to crash about four more times, finishing out that hill. So uh, I told him, I said, man, take a break. You're fine. And I went on to finish the lap. I I don't think he passed me, but he was about 10 rows behind me. So I'm sure he beat me that round. Yeah, at that point, he was was faster than you, just still behind you because you you had your head on your shoulders and not in your, uh, (laughs) not on your front brake lever. (laughs) 
Yeah, something like that. Well, uh, just uh, FYI, we're not getting your video, so if you didn't answer it as a video call and you want us to see how sexy and or slash drunk you look right now, definitely yeah. hit the video button. Well, let's try to do that. There, there it is. Go. Totes for goats. Yay! Cheers. Cheers to that. I hear you, man. We got our brewskis. So I just wanted everybody to realize that what, what impressed me about Mr. Will Presson is that he is... Um, a dirt bike rider, a father, a full-time worker of life, not a dirt bike you know, employee of any sense of the terms, but made it into the top 25. Um, and him and his good friend Drew Kirby, they've been out uh, testing and riding and playing around before the TKO. And both of those guys are badasses. They've done really well at the Tennessee Knockout before. But I just thought it was awesome that a guy who likes to ride his dirt bike in weird-ass gnarly shit and just <laughs> does that, like made it to the top 25. You know, there's other guys that did that are privateers or that are, you know, guys out there that, that, that race at some, that race at a level, I think, way above what Will does on a typical basis. So that's why I thought it was really impressive. And he's the son of a bitch who brought me beer from his local city. That in itself, that gains you as much time on sea time as you want. So um, <laughs> before we get into it, though, tell me what was the from, it was from Sawblade? Uh, Sawworks. Sawworks, okay. And that was the IPA that you brought us. Rocky Hop IPA. Awesome. So if anybody is in the, the Knoxville area, definitely go check those guys out. The IPA that uh, Will brought and Dad and I drank, and Dad forced down his gullet because he doesn't like IPAs. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Papa Pierce? Oh, Papa Pierce is at home, I think still sleeping. Um, okay. Yeah, so we had about a 14-hour drive home, and I'm not very good at driving in the evening. And like through the night like that and so dad was like just go to sleep don't worry about it and I was like okay well, I'm gonna sleep for a little bit you wake me up when you need me and he never did so he like I woke up and I was like dude it's midnight I'll drive for a little bit so I drove till about 2 a.m. and because he was like oh, okay I'm better I'll drive now I was like okay well wake me up whenever you need me and it was like 6 a.m. and I was like we want me to drive no it's cool so I think he's technically actually still sleeping <laughs> I don't blame him yeah, he's kind of a badass that way he, but yeah, I, I try not to take advantage and I was like, just tell me when, tell me when, but whatever. Um, so one of the things that we, we've got a lot to talk about because this was a crazy weekend. You guys did great riders, but at the same time we got to watch all the other dudes do badass stuff, but you as well were riding the Kenda Ibex tire. Now I believe you and Drew, maybe it was just Drew had those beforehand. So you guys have some pretty good experience in those tires. So, you know, kind of. Tell me a little bit of what you thought of this tire versus the kind of prototype sticky stuff that we've ridden beforehand. Well, I was riding the, the new, or I was riding the old Lushugal gummy on Saturday, so I was saving my one Ibex for Sunday, and um, I actually got to ride on Friday a little bit with Graham Jarvis, so I had 15 miles on the Lushugal, then um, did the two races on Saturday, and, you know, I was getting good traction, but, you know, it wasn't phenomenal by any means because the weather was horrible and then uh so the hot lap comes around uh first hill that looks slick uh my, my buddy devin he said he hit this hill with the ibex on and, and he he just looped it out it was getting so much traction so um you know the ibex was awesome you know climbed every hill i wanted to um the the first tko race the traction was actually improving and then in the second one, of course, as soon as we started on Sunday, I mean, the skies opened yeah. up. It was the most gnarly thing I've ever been a part of. And here I am, you know, chasing Mike Brown and Stu Bailey, which I had no chance to, to, to catch them until we got to the gnarly stuff. But 
you know, I, it didn't go so well for me, but I had a blast. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, I, I had the Ibex tire on too, and I was running tubeless and I, I'm pretty sure that I was running way too much pressure. I was trying to get it in that eight to 10 pounds and I just think <laughs> that, that was still too much, but what were you running yeah. or were you bibbing it or what were you? I was running tubeless. I ran four pounds uh, at uh, TKO one and two, and that was the ticket. Yeah. Four pounds. Yeah, not not that I think that it was. <laughs> believe me, four pounds is not why I had so many problems on Saturday. I just think it would have been yeah. that much more of uh, a tad bit more nicety of uh, of a sucky day. It would have yeah. made you know one percent better, one percent less well, suck. I also ran a, uh, the biggest triple kind of triple I could find on the front. And I think that was a good move as well because I felt like I was getting the advantage of that big tire going through the gaps between the rocks. I mean, that was in my head anyways. Who knows if that was true or not. So that combined with the Ibex, I think it was a good setup. Yeah, that's an interesting point because what it's like a 90 would be, you know, that much wider than an 80. And that's the idea right. behind it, you know. And some people like to run those because of that because, it, you know, it depends on how the ruts are going to develop. Um, and a lot of guys seem to tend to run the 90 more in motocross where 80 seems to be a little bit more for off-road, but because of the rocks, that yeah. could be a really solid point. That well, the 80, the 80 is great for national enduros. I feel like you can get through the ruts and you know actually get through the turns really well. It tracks so good, but you don't really need to track at all at, at you know TTC. I mean, that slime down there and, and all those rocks, I mean, you're not really cor- – you don't care about corner speed. Yeah. Well, I know what I'm going to try next year. I'm going to try four, four PSI and a 90 front tire. Do it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the Will Presson <laughs> juju. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, Eric Kudla just said he's he was watching Seat Time while driving. Do we condone that? Is that? I mean, it's safer than drinking while driving, right? Right. I mean, I don't know how much more and or less illegal. Um, well, I enjoyed the Kenda Ibex tire as well as too. So Kenda is a sponsor of Sea Time. You can check out all the information at kendatire.com or you can order that uh, the Ibex tire at any of the uh, SRT off-road dealers. So like Adventure Moto here in McKinney, Texas, or any of the other online retailers or local dealers that you do have that carry SRT off-road products because of the limited number of Ibex tires. They wanted to make sure that SRT off-road, their their, their lar- one of their larger teams, um, that they sponsor had those first as their distributor. So that's how you can find those. If you're interested to check them out, you're going to get out there. So the TKO wrap-up. So this is like some of the notes that I took. And these are just mental notes. It's not like I was out there with a notepad trying to write all this stuff down. So obviously we saw Cody Webb get first, Wade Young in second, Kyle Redman in third, and some of the bullet points. It rained off and on all weekend, which completely changed the event from last year. And, and, and to say the least, even from maybe two years ago, um, I think the course in this direction, much gnarlier than last year for both, for amateurs on Saturday and for pros on Sunday. Um, it was, I just wanted to say thank you to all the seat time fans. I, I Even my father, um, he, he had people met, like recognize him one or two times, but he said that it was absolutely insane that how many people talked to him and said that they appreciate what he does on seat time. They wish that they could get him to have me curse less, and I, they love his knowledge. And, well, I'm probably not going to curse any less, but we'll keep making sure that his knowledge shows up because I appreciate that. The Red Bull presence was huge this year. There were more media guys than there were riders. Like, and I don't actually think that that's an understatement. Like, and we'll talk pros on Sunday. Um, Wade Young, that son of a bitch can ride a motorcycle. Um, it, I think we all knew that, but holy shit. Ben Kelly 
that was the top amateur. I mean, dude rode his ass off in one Saturday for sure, making it all the way to Sunday and then getting in the top four, almost podium, um, in front of Corey Grafunder. I think that that's fantastic. Um, and every time that I took a picture of a guy riding and it was up close, like I was trying to just really focus it on the eyes, dudes looked way more smoked this year than I have ever seen them in the past two years that I've been to the Tennessee knockout. So that's like, and we could talk about any of that. We can add to it. I don't know, Mr. Will Preston. I really don't have like an organized way that I want to do this. There's just so much craziness that we could talk about from the weekend. So what, what are your perspectives? Let, let's talk about the uphill swamp on amateur day. <laughs> the uphill <But> suck? <laughs> that, that thing, I mean, they, they, put, they, added English, they added in Englishman's Corner, a different hill, and then the stuff above the uphill swamp on Sunday, and I'm telling you, that was way easier than amateur day, especially the second lap of the first race. It, that thing just got so gnarly. There were so many people hung up on it. I saw two or three friends there, uh, you know, that, that weren't even, they weren't even moving. They were just sitting there, you know, waving me by. Um, it was unbelievable. I had to get help. Um, you know, a course worker had to help me. Um, thankfully on Saturday you can get help, but, um, Man, I, I tell you what, that hill was gnarly, dude. It, up uphill swamp. That is, I, and I'll say it. That is where I quit on my second lap. <laughs> I I was like, I I forced myself to do a second lap. I was like, I'm not quitting after one lap. That's stupid. But I just had a lot of issues. I was just wasn't feeling it. Blah blah blah. So I went back. I got a bite to eat. I snagged some more ibuprofen and I drank a little bit of electro my noon tablets in my water. And I was like, fuck it, Brian. You're going out for a second lap. You got to get two in. And I was going, I was going, I had so much trouble on the back half of Six Mile Hill um, that I, once I got to the uphill swamp, I just was like, I know it's to the left and to the right is a beer. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not doing that again. Like, I just, I was like, no, I'm not. Like, I knew it was horrible. And, you know, everybody was like, oh, there was a line to the left. That line to the left only took you halfway up. Like, even if you missed half of that hill, you still had half of a, the, the last quarter of it hill. was the bad part. Yeah, I know. So it was like, oh, great. So I missed the easy part. Okay, cool. Right. <laughs> like, oh, my God. But, yeah, Uphill Swamp was horrible. I've got a couple good pictures of uh, some dudes there on uh, Saturday afternoon. Did you say you guys did or did not run that on Sunday at all? We did not. We ran through Englishman's Corner, and then we ran the hill, I guess, if you're looking up the mountain, to the left of there. And then you shot up to just above all that funk. And then you got on – there's some more rocks up above there. I mean there's another – it felt like another mile up up to the waterfall <laughs> awesome. or whatever they call it. So, I mean there's still some rough stuff above it, but we, we skipped the, the nasty part of Uphill Swamp, which I was thankful for. You know, Englishman's Corner was easy this year compared to Uphill Swamp. Really? And normally that, normally that just kills people. So, you know, it was, it was awesome. I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I don't have to ride that again anytime soon. Yeah, for at least another year. Right. And we may, if they're nice to us, we'll get to ride down it next year. Yeah, we rode down it last year, but then remember there's that easy versus hard hill that you can take the easy way on Saturday, but Sunday they make you go the hard way, and, and that thing is, is gnarly as well. But it's shorter. It's just a quick, steep hill. Right. Where Yeah, uphill swamp. Man, oh, my God. Like, it did make a difference how many rocks you saw fly back from bike, from riders' bikes. Like, it <laughs> just, just keep coming. It's like one rock fell, right? And that just, like, unearthed three more. 
<laughs> like, right. like no they just they literally spawned underneath the bikes that's what the ibex does the ibex spawns rocks just to like eat them up and Cre- chew them out I don't right. know. I don't know. Um, we did have a question in the chat room from KTM for Life, and he goes, "How does Will train for the TKO?" Well, Will, how do you train for the TKO? Well, mostly I've I've got my riding buddies Drew Kirby and uh, Devin Ferguson, and we have a thirty mile training loop at Windrock, which is a seventy thousand acre riding area, about forty minutes from my front door. So we're we're kind of spoiled. We, you know, within the 70,000 acres, we have approximately 200 miles of single track. So, it, I mean, if anybody wants to come ride some gnarly trail, hit us up. We're, you know, if anybody's interested in just gnarly, gnarly stuff, that's what we like to do. So come see us. Um, we've got a huge group of the Vol Riders over here. Um, you know, it's, it's a great trail building organization. They, they keep it going. And then there's a couple little rogue groups that have all kinds of hidden you know, just great stuff you can't find on a map. You have to know somebody. But uh, if you know, if you talk to the right people, we'll hook you up. It's awesome, dude. Yeah, I, and what? Uh, and I know that you were showing, you were sending a couple pictures and videos over while you and Drew and all your crew were out there riding and things of that nature. But what you guys were posting on Instagram as well. I mean, you guys are hitting that stuff up. I mean, that's what's awesome. Is like, I mean, literally the month beforehand, you guys are just where's the gnarly shit. Why, yeah. How can I make myself cry later because I wrote it too much? Because like, you know it's yeah. not going to be as bad as what's going to be at the TKO. Like so. Exactly. The loops that would that took us, you know, four or five hours, you know, a couple months ago or, or six months ago, within the last few, you know, a few weeks before the TKO, we were doing them in two hours. So we knew we were getting better at it. Um, you know, Drew's going to advance to the second TKO next year, and I'm sure Devin Devin was right behind him. If they hadn't got hung up at the, um, I guess it was the, shoot, the, that one steep hill, um, I can't remember what it was called, the roadbed hill. You know what I'm talking about? Anyways, on Sunday, TKO1, <laughs> I got to the roadbed hill, and, and like there was a group of 20 people there trying to get up this one hill. Is this the super slick, like, moose hill? Yes, the quick, the quick, like, it's like a 10-story building. It's a quarter pipe. Just up it and go. So I got there, and all my buddies were hung up, you know, Drew and Josh Rook and Smith and, and a couple others. And I was about to go to the line where there was a bike in the middle of it, and I was going to use the bike as traction because he wasn't moving. <laughs> nice. So right as I'm about to go, one of the Japanese riders jumps in front of me. So I'm kind of yelling at him. I'm like, dude, I was about to go. And so he, he does this to the crowd. And so everybody goes nuts. And he just gasses it and goes a totally different line that no one's taken all day. And he makes it. So I fall right in behind him and did the exact same thing. And I followed him for about the next five miles. And, and finally, he got turned around backwards on the trail. And that's when I got by him. Or I think he would have been the 25th qualifier if, if he had just kept going. Right. Well, um, was that when the line to the far right developed? What line no, was that we, that you guys took for, for we, that? We hit a line that was basically one over from the steepest or the longest one on the left it was a little bit over to the right and then i guess that one further right where the rock they were hitting i think you put a video yep the that was, dude almost uh, went over the handlebars yeah, that was jojo yep yeah so we were hitting one in between the two main lines and you know i was looking forward to getting back there because that was a great line that's awesome yeah we saw joe i think 
And, and uh, granted, it looked like it was definitely one of the ones kind of up the middle. Um, and, and so it may not be the exact one you're talking about. But JoJo tried that one, too. Like, JoJo literally tried the far left line, failed. That somewhere in the middle <laughs> failed, and that's the in the middle when he failed. He that was the one where he like tumbled backwards, and I was trying to get the camera up and totally missed it. I was so upset, but then when he came over, I was like, I'm not missing it this time. So that's why I got that video of him, and he made it up to that middle spot, and then was able to 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 mosey yeah, the pass. Yeah, there, there were right. consequences on that hill for sure. Oh my gosh, yes, it was insane. Well, um, that link is to the YouTube chat. Oh. Oh, he's, what? Oh, how did you send that to me? From me? I am so confused, Steven. So confused. He's just sent me all kinds of crazy ass shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is hurting my brain, man. This is hurting my brain. Um, well, uh, what did you think about Wade Young being there? And obviously we're upset about Graham Jarvis not getting a chance to ride, but what did you think about Wade Young being there? Wade Young has the scariest legs I think I've ever seen on a dude. I mean, did you notice how that, tight his like he had shorts on, but like right yes. where the shorts ended, there was just tension. Like the yeah, other was, parts of the short were loose, like above the knee, like but right above the knee where the shorts ended, it was just like the most manliest, naughtiest. I was like, oh my god, what is happening? Yeah, it was like Dumb and Dumber when. They're like, look, look at the on that on that girl. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Yeah, Wade Young, I'm glad he came. Um, I wish he hadn't broke his clutch lever so he could have, or his brake lever, whatever it was, so he could have given Cody a better run, but that dude's fast. There's no question. Yes. Yes. I hope it all lines up maybe next year where Johnny Walker and Graham Jarvis and Cody Webb and, you know, all the big guys can be there and and see what happens. Yeah. Well, um, I was talking with Wade Young. Um, which uh, so we're working on. I'm working on the pictures. Unfortunately, I'm just really busy right now, so the photo epic will, probably won't be done until sometime next week. But I will have audio from some of the riders again within the photo epic, and one of those was from Wade Young. And so it was kind of one of those things where Sherco reached out to him, you know, and Sherco is based in France to see if he wanted to do the event, and they're the ones that got him there, you know, and brought his mechanic over from France, and then, of course, Clay Stuckey being the North America distributor, that's how they all kind of got together, but it's interesting, I wonder when Red Bull takes over next year, you know, Johnny Walker's a Red Bull athlete, Wade Young's a Red Bull athlete, obviously Cody Webb is, now, uh, um, so I'm wondering, you know, is it going to, does that kind of Red Bull money then almost solidify the fact that guys like Wade Young and Johnny Walker will be back obviously no injuries and no no illnesses kind of a situation right. um, I mean I would think so but who knows I, mean, I hope so so expensive but at the same time yeah what else are they doing come on yeah not riding their dirt bike bastards right um, and it's interesting talking to Wade Young about it too I asked him about the format you know I was like what do you think you know is it different you know because it's so different from any of the other style of extreme enduros that they compete in and he didn't dislike it now granted this was before the final you know so if i'd have caught him after that he probably would have been pissed off about it because he was like why could it be done over sooner but you know he Mm -hmm. did comment about how the day wears on you you know it's one of those things where because it's it even though in the long run it the amount of riding that you're doing is not that much it's the fact that you're doing this you're doing this you're doing this you're doing this and your day is six to eight hours long with these like weird sprints so you have to really manage your body well um throughout the day opposed to just ride consistently 
throughout the day because you're going so much faster in the very beginning and the very end of the day than you do in the middle of the day. Right. So it's interesting. It is interesting. He should have tried riding Saturday too then. That son of a bitch. I'm sure they would have let him. <laughs> I'm sure they would have let him. So we got the enduro. So what, what else? What else stands out to you about about the TKO from this past weekend? Anything else? You could say yes. You could say no. You can say the beer drinking on Saturday night. I mean, just just the weather was it was brutal. It seemed like every time I would, you know, as soon as I started my hot lap, I think it started raining. As soon as I started the TKO two on Sunday, it started raining. You know, it rained on. I think it rained all Friday night. I mean, like literally. 100% of the dark hours on Friday, it was raining. And in the middle of the night, my wife gets up and she's like, we have a leak in the RV. So I'm, yes. I'm, I'm looking around, you know, shining the flashlight on the ceiling everywhere. Um, the, the carpet's soaking wet. I'm like, there's no leak on the ceiling. And, and finally I look into the sink and we have a busted pipe in a rainstorm. So go figure. But no, it, the weekend was awesome. Just the amount of friends that, that, showed support and helped me out was was great and just just the guys you know they're getting better and better i don't know if anybody can stop cody webb there um hits he's he's got that place memorized he's he's awesome yeah um if there was one thing that you could see change for the better now the formats the formats like i think that they wouldn't do too much to that but like if there's like some some major additions some some awesome overhauls that you could see with that Red Bull money, do you? Th- what would you? What would that be, or what do you think it could be? Well, if it could be broadcast live like Erzberg, and they really, you know, pump up the media some, because you know, leading up to this year's event, I, I didn't feel like the media was anywhere. I mean, Knoxville, Chattanooga, Nashville. I mean, those are pretty decent sized markets, and and they could, you know, they have a great outdoor community. So why can't we bring in some people that aren't involved with dirt biking, but are interested in you know off-road type events and i mean these these guys are true athletes they're professional athletes so why can't we get a little bit more media exposure f- for these guys um you know the pros especially that are coming from all over the world to do this thing i mean i, I don't see why not i know and we we tried to do that doing the, the preview show but to your point like we're not anything you know i mean like we're such a small drop in such a larger bucket um that does kind of like question a lot of things like it seems like a, good, a couple press releases shot out you know to nashville to chattanooga to knoxville to all the press atlanta the, you know to all those kind of uh news sources you'd think one or two of them would be like that could be interesting let's go figure out more about this start to talk to the promoters and then be able to start to find videos that people like us have put out before and be able to run those on their channels and to start pump up kind of like locally especially if red yeah. bull's pushing it yeah well once that's the thing is i wonder I wonder, because of the fact that Red Bull showed up last year and showed some interest, and now they're showing more interest, and then obviously the, this interest they've shown this year is really to see financially, is it worth it to be there live, right? Like to, to put it and be, be part of the signature series. Um, right. And I wonder if at some point somebody goes, you know what? Red Bull's already looking at us. We're in. Like, do we care? I have no right. idea. I, I've, I have no idea. I'm just wondering if it's already kind of like we make money, right? We make whatever we need to make. Whatever that is, whatever that number is, you need to hit. Um, we make that. Um, people show up, so then we make more than that. We we're always have a waiting list. We let in extra riders. You know, at that point, they're kind of like, is there more effort that needs to be done to grow it even more? Um, 
So it's an interesting question. I think as a promoter, you kind of would want to get as many people in the gate as possible, but I don't. You yeah, know. they have they have more room. There's room for people. I mean, they have plenty of parking. That they, they have plenty of room for vendors. Let's get some music in there. Let's get some you know beer you know beer tents and better food and, and pump it up a little bit. I think it could be awesome. You know that is interesting point. There was, oh god a beer tent. Holy shit! Why isn't there a beer tent? <laughs> right. I think Sea Time next year needs to have a a, a a thing. I think what we need to do is we need to take over one of the gnarly obstacles and have a twenty-one up area. Like nice on that yes. obstacle. That is like that the the what is it, when you uh, haggle somebody like haggle rock. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that is just where you go to be drunk, have fun at the TKO, and just turn into a shithead. Um, and if, if you've been eliminated, you, you get a free drink. Come on over. I mean, you just get a free pass. Like, you're just like, it's like, oh, yeah, I, hope you, I hope you have a driver because bring you're your, not going to be able to drive. Bring your cup. <laughs> fill it up. Okay, there it is. There it is. I like this. So um, anybody that, here we go. So we're going to have colored coated cups, right? So anybody that is over 21 and, and, and races on amateur day gets a solo cup, a red solo cup with their entry, right? And then anybody that makes it into the afternoon race gets a blue solo cup. And so the more cups you, know, you, you get have a certain amount of drink numbers that you can have attached to it. So you get like a Sharpie mark on it or whatever. And so, like, if you, like, in your case, you know, oh, you made it to Sunday, so now you get a yellow cup. And then you make it past that, you know, you get a purple cup. Like, and so the further you make it, and then all of a sudden you just finally get, like, the infinity cup. The gauntlet. <laughs> the gauntlet cup. Ooh, this is getting good. And, uh, and then we can create this massive haggle rock, and hopefully Uber in a year will be, right. we'll be able to drive people home from the Tennessee knockout. Back to Texas. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to be like, that's cool. You could stay here, but you have to give us your keys. We will not let you leave till right. till what is it? Till like one a.m. on Monday morning. Well, well our, our plan up until about a week before, when we saw how bad the weather was going to be, was to actually buy one of those inflatable pools from Walmart and have it in between all of our RVs. We had a little horseshoe of RVs going yeah. in our campsite. I know we so were part of like, that. Get like a couple thousand gallon inflatable pool, you know, and then after you finish riding, you can, you know, throw in some board shorts, you take off your gear, throw in some board shorts and sit in there and cool off. But with the, with the rain, we decided that was a bad idea this year. So next year, we're going to get a commercial like circus tent to go in between all the RVs. We'll have the pool. Hopefully somebody will bring kegs. It'll be great. Well, um, I did somehow throughout all of my small little beer promotions and beer videos, I did get an entire 50-person party barge sponsored by a beer company. There you go. So that is a step in somewhat of the right direction. <laughs> the problem is is I can't be the guy that drives from Texas with like four kegs because I'm going to get there and they won't be drinkable for like four days because they're going to be shook up right. because it's like because my dad's going to drive some of that and he's like, gas break, gas break, gas break, gas break. And you know, you know, we all know what that does to beer. Yeah. So, man, this could be something though. I just don't know. Oh yeah. Oh god damn, this is exciting. Okay, let's talk a little bit about Endurocross, and then we'll let you go because you've got life. I've got life, and uh, shit's just weird. So, Cody Webb won last year. Fantastic job. 
But Tanya Blazuziak is coming back, and I think Tanya Blazuziak is coming back hungry. Um, we, yes. did, we found out from Taylor Robert last week. If you didn't watch the show, go back and check that. He talks about how they used Europe money to bring Taylor, Taylor Robert to Europe to race the Enduro GPs over there, and then they used USA money to bring Taddy Blazuziak over here to do Enduro Cross. So now we kind of know and have an idea what's going on there. So that's interesting that that's the swap that they did, but I guess that's kind of what it is and how you have to make it work. But Taddy's back, dude. That's I think that's big. Like I really do think that he is going to bring a lot of competition uh, for when he wasn't injured and he was racing Super Enduros this past year while Cody and Colton were uh, fighting for the championship. He was in the mix right. of that, you know? Um, so is, is Taylor Robert running Enduro Cross? So he wasn't going to be doing that because of the fact that they didn't have factory money for that. Like, So he was going to be doing the one that was in Arizona. Um, I right. just don't know now. It was at Scottsdale, I believe. Uh, Scottsdale, mm-hmm. September 24th. Um, because of his finger that he fractured and why he wasn't at the TKO this past weekend, I don't know if that means how healed up he's going to be by then, if he's going to be able to do that event or not. Yeah, next weekend. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think Taddy, I mean, I think Colton's a force to be reckoned with now. I mean, that he won Super Enduro. He's got to have a ton of confidence, Um, you know, beating Cody Webb on the last lap there and whatever country that was in. But I think those three guys, they got to be the favorites, right? Dude. Yeah, I mean that's let's yeah, let me look at yeah because so with Taddy being back, Cody Webb and Colton Haker, I really do think that, yes, I would agree those are the favorites, um, and you know it's it's just crazy. Um, let's bring this up. I had this up and I forgot. across that cab. What I want to look at is the results because I was trying to think about how many times those guys went back and forth with first and second place, and I believe that Colton Haker and um, Cody Webb went back and forth a pretty good amount of times. Points. I'm almost there. I swear it's happening. Okay, yeah, so they were 11 points different. So Cody Webb had 215, and Colton Haker had 204 last year, and they did do a lot of swapping of, like, first, second, first, second, first, third, you know, kind of thing. So we could easily see a lot of that, and I would say we saw a lot of that the last time that Taddy Blues was 2014 when he was in the States, when Cody Webb won the Enduro Cross again on the uh, uh, beta. So... Um, yeah, holy crap! Yeah, it's gonna be crazy, man. And then Mike Brown. I mean, Mike Brown was third last year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I texted him to see how he's feeling because uh, you know there was some chatter that he had took he took a, a, a hit to the chest. Handlebar. Yeah, and yeah. he just wasn't feeling too good about that. So I but I didn't hear from, hear back from him unfortunately. Um, I did. I was him. I was watching him when he pulled off, and I was shocked. It looked yeah. like he just made two attempts at that hill right there next to the bridge, and he pulled off, but. Found out later, he you know he took a handlebar to the sternum or whatever, and yeah, probably in my day as well. <laughs> yeah, like I did. Um, so we got Mike Brown as a contender, and then obviously you know not to say that these guys couldn't win, but it's just like we just you know there's there's kind of the guys that you're you're up echelon, and then you kind of guys that are going to fight for those kind of fourth through tenth spots. We got Corey Grafunder, Max Gersten, Carl Redman, Ty, Ty Tremaine. Uh, Jeff Aaron and Destry Abbott. Now, those guys kind of in that order. We did leave out Taylor Robert, uh, knowing that he's not going to be in the season. Those are the guys that finished, you know, fourth through tenth last year in the Enduro Cross season. So those are guys that are going to be up there. Obviously, Destry Abbott right now having to deal with leukemia. I checked in with him as well. Um, it, it, 
it's it's he says it's ebbing and flowing. Like he's got really good days and he's got really bad days. And he says he's had a couple more bad days than he'd like to have recently. Um, but you know he, he's fighting through it. He's luckily he's back in Arizona. He's not in Tennessee anymore right now. Or I'm sorry, Texas. Uh, we were in Tennessee. He's not in Texas anymore. He said, if nothing else, it just feels a lot better to be seeing a doctor in ho- in his home state, um, being that much closer to family uh, there, which which I can only imagine. So, what uh, what are your thoughts on Kyle Redmond though? I really feel like since he's been on the beta team this year, especially obviously with this being the first year on the beta team, that his confidence seems to be that much better, and he seems to be riding a ton better. He's got to get a boost from getting on the podium at the TKO as well. I mean, he's been around for a while. I mean, like he said earlier, I guess he's been to Erzberg five times. I had no idea he'd been around since whatever, 08. He said he got a top five over there. So he's got the experience. He looks to be getting the speed. So if, if he can put it together, I bet he'll get some podiums this year. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I definitely think that he could make some podiums this year. I think that that's easy for him to do. Oh, man, it would be – he's talking about the bad luck aspect of that, and that's always a weird question for me because I think about the Enduro Cross and I think about how gnarly it is, and you just see – like think back to X Games last year. Like if you – like Cody Webb was winning X Games, stupid small mistake, didn't get up going that fast and wound up, you know, losing a 30-second lead that he had going. You know, these events, they're so technical that some small little weird slip-up like that could allow you – to have such a huge mistake. Um, and so do we think that we're going to continue to see that, I guess, in Endurocross? And I think the answer is yes, just because that's kind of the nature of it. Like, it's that much more gnarly in that weird kind of technical way. Yeah, anytime, anytime you have close racing like that, I mean, any little hiccup is going to get you. So I hope it's close. I hope nobody just runs away with it. You know, like, I guess Taddy was doing there for years in the U.S., and then, what has Cody won it the last couple of years? Yeah, the past two years. So 2014 on beta, and then got it again on the RPM team. But him and Colton were really going for it. Um, just really just a lot like the back half of a Super Enduro. And, uh, but he did get it on his last year on the RPM, or his only year on the RPM team as well. Um, so a couple outliers. Uh, Mitch Karvaloff, uh, he's been on the show a couple times. I think the dude's a great dude. I think he's a guy that could get into... If he really had an amazing ride, could get into the top five um, and be close to a podium, it would be awesome to see him there. Nick Thompson, uh, Mike Tosh, and a couple other guys have talked about him a lot. Um, and you know, he's one of those guys. He's like a he's like a he's like a Wally Palmer. Like he likes to jump, <laughs> and so that yeah. that that aspect of how kind of badass he is could get him into trouble. Um, but without that, if he if he could stay healthy and and, and stop getting uh, injured for a little bit, that he could be you know a top five guy for sure. And then Cooper Abbott. Um, I think that you know being on the Husky team, having a little bit more of a of, of a off road backed team, opposed to being you know on the Kawasaki's with his dad, and, and not that his dad obviously doesn't know what he's doing on a motorcycle when it comes to being off road. I just think that having a little bit more kind of endurocross specific style uh, backing like that, um, and, and maybe give him a chance to get out of his dad's shadow again, not in a bad way. His dad's a badass, but just. You know, instead of being, you know, Destrian Cooper, it's not going to be Destrian Cooper. They're going to be next to each other opposed to dad and son. Co- uh, Cooper's a good Instagram follow, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he puts some cool videos on there. I like that. I, I know that we follow him, but I think maybe now in the new algorithm, we don't, it, it, we right. kind of get a little lost and all that stuff. So we'll have to make sure that we like more of his shit so it shows up more often. 
Well, what's next for the for the impressive uh, father amateur racer of Mr. Will Wesson? <laughs> well, um, I have some engineering exams to do tomorrow. A bunch of reports to write to get caught up. Um, Tennessee football is coming up. It's still boating season. But the next race I'm doing is I think I'm going to the Battle of the Goats over in North Carolina. Um, a brushy park, the brushy. Yeah, brushy mountain. And um, the interesting thing about that place is that's right where most of those GNCC guys are from. So a lot of the top, you know, Caleb Russell, you know, yada, 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 the Hawkins compound, all those guys are just right there. So um, I was talking to Ted who was actually on my row, who was managing, or he was the promoter for that race. And uh, he was telling me they were having a whole lot of interest from those guys. And um, I guess the the format is going to be, it's a five-hour race, just one race, 35-mile loop, go get them. So every 35 miles, you can refuel, you know, get a snack, and then head back out. And he said they were going to have something like 12 skill sections in the 35 miles. So it'll be interesting to see exactly how extreme that race is, but from a five-hour standpoint, I mean that—that's going to be a serious endurance race. Yeah, for sure. More than yeah, anything. So here we go. I found their little Eventbrite. So it looks like it's about sixty bucks to get yourself a spot. This is an extreme enduro with the emphasis on testing a rider's skills and endurance. The race is a five-hour time limit with no resets or stops. You will be able to refuel if you need, but your bike should be able to complete a sixty-mile of challenging terrain. The course will include eight challenge sections and a large amount of single-track trail. Skill level is mid-level intermediate trail. Terrain is difficult in some areas. Uh, it should be in quotes. Uh, final course layout <laughs> may require a mid-lap fueling location. This will be identified in the weeks prior to the race. So, yes, it does sound challenging. <laughs> Cha- yeah. yeah. Township of Taylorsville. That's a There city. you go. Yeah, there's yeah probably a couple hundred people. <laughs> uh, did they have? Do they all have teeth? I'm sure. Yeah. We could only hope. I I can't say much. I'm from Tennessee. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> You're so cute. You're so cute, buddy. Knoxville, Asheville. So that okay, North Carolina. Okay, I'm seeing how this works now. Yeah, you guys there in Knoxville. Yeah, you guys are stupid close. Right. Yeah, you're gonna have to go to that. Did you already get a spot? Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I, I thought it was going to fill up really quick, and, and I think that like me and three of my friends or two of my friends signed up, and we looked at the, the sign-up a couple days later, and I think we were the only three signed up for a while. But uh, <laughs> hopefully it's, it's getting a little more full now. Yeah, after the TKO, I saw those guys out there talking about it, and kind of they had their shirts on and everything like that. So if you right. guys are in the area, make sure you go check it out. It looks like the date is October 8th. Yep. I want to say that that's what it looked like. Yep. And it's from 9 to 3. So that's good, too, because it's not a full weekend thing. Um, so you could kind of you know go out there Friday night, park it, and then you could party Saturday night and then leave, go home Sunday. That's what I'm talking about. We'll see. That's Hopefully. what I'm talking about. Yeah, party if the bike is not ruined. Party if the bike is not ruined. Well, cool. Well, dude, we really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show, being such a badass out there. Obviously, I really appreciate the beer. 
hell of a great jester. If anybody ever wants to uh, get on my extra, extra good side, <laughs> bring some local beer from out of state because, hell yeah, that's the way to do it. That's just awesome in itself. I got a chance. Art Pepin gave me a, a sip of sunshine, which is fantastic. There's no way I'm going to get something like that from way down here in Texas. He's in the Northeast, and it's just easy for him. Well, easy for him to get. It's still one of those beers that people fight for. So I really appreciate that. Uh, any any last words of wisdom for all the uh, uh, te- uh, Tennessee knockout soon-to-be's? Uh, just ride the rough stuff. If you hate riding something, that's what you need to start riding because you, you know, that'll only make you better. Um, I know I'm, I'm going to – my new goal now will be to make the finals. So I wanted to make top 25, so now we got to make top 15. And, you know, I guess anything can happen if, if you make the top 25. Yeah, new goals, new life. I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 40 here in a couple years, so I'm, I'm going to try to do that before I turn 40. That's my, that's my thing. I'm like it. Well, I'm going to, I'm 37, so I got. Three yeah, me more, too. I got three more years to be 40, and I'm going to try to not be such a bitch on Saturday at the TKO before I'm 40. <laughs> yeah, you can do it. New goals. <laughs> I like it. Well, hell yeah, Mr. Will Preston. Thanks for drinking beer with me on the internet and talking dirt bikes with us. And uh, we'll definitely be in touch, and we really appreciate the time. All right. Thanks, Brian. Absolutely. Peace. See you, man. Awesome. Well, hell yeah, guys. For those of you that have been paying attention, we really, really appreciate it. This has been episode 217. Of course, I am your host, Brian Pierce. You can find me on the internet at Woody B. Pierce pretty much on everything if you want to follow some of the random weird shit that I put up with. Um, we will be live again next week. We do know that there's going to be a little bit of a break coming into Unadilla and all that stuff with GNCC coming. So we're going to be getting ready for some Enduro Cross. Atlanta is happening. Um, we did do a webcast there in 2014. If you guys want to see anything else like that, you got to reach out to Enduro Cross and tell them, we want seat time to do another webcast because we can't afford to do it on our own, but they can afford to pay us. We know that much. Um, so if you guys want that, please reach out there and let them know, and that would be a great way for it to happen. Of course, we have amazing sponsors. You can check out Fly Racing at flyracing.com, Kindatire at kindatire.com, and SRT Offroad at srtoffroad.com. All of those are available at your local dealer or your online retailer of choice. So just check any of those guys out. Uh, remember, you do want to get the 2017 Fly Racing gear and the Kinda Ibex if you're doing any kind of gnarly terrain riding. The Equilibrium is very good as well for kind of that medium to inter- the medium to really really gnarly terrain. Um, the Ibex will be your your tire of choice for sure moving forward if you want to uh, do any kind of enduro cross or extreme enduro kind of stuff or just gnarly stuff in general. Oh, and of course, uh, I got a yawn here at the end. But uh, remember to go. We've, we've always, uh, you guys can find us on Stitcher and iTunes if you just want a little bit of audio only. And I think that's good times. The chat room, you guys can hit us up, tok.io slash time when we come back next week. Remember that that is there. We appreciate you guys being on there. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in a week. Remember, always enjoy a pint full of awesome. Peace. I just did a somersault! I did one too!